Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. What's going on, Facebook Live, YouTube? Jay Randall, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, buddy. Good. Just good? Yeah, busy. Good. Get, getting ready for the big move? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> Never-ending uh, packing days, basically. Oh, I'm sure that's a ton of fun. Yeah, just do a little bit every day. Still got over a month. <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta yeah. love it. Yep. Uh, tonight, boys and girls, we got Brennan McDougal in the house. Young gun out of Indiana. We've had him on the podcast before, so we're going to catch up with him, what he's doing in uh, good old 2022. Made a boat switch this year. He's planning on fishing some events. Uh, so we're going to get his take on a couple things, but first and foremost, we got the Dale Hollow Open coming up April 2nd and 3rd down at Eastport Marina. Uh, get signed up. We did uh, draw the names Tuesday night uh, for those folks that won houseboat stays, which uh, first name pick, Jay, John Graves. Are you kidding me? John Graves, Ben Baker, Jonathan Abshire, Jesse England, John Gillespie, and Brandon Honaker. A couple West Virginia boys in there. So, uh, yeah, uh, we picked those. I know uh, Susie uh, was supposed to uh, send that out to those folks via Tourney X. Um, posting the Tourney X link in the sign-up right now for you guys. Got some awesome uh, camping and lodging deals going on. Just reach out to Eastport Marina. Talk to our man Richard over there, and he will get you guys set up. Uh, it's looking to be a great turnout. We got Cumberland Kayak Trail, Central Tennessee Kayak Anglers joining the event. So they're going to be wor working towards AOI points for that. Uh, actually, I, uh, I actually, where did it go? Boom. Posted an image for you guys. 
So like I said, uh, Paddle and Finn opened Dale Hollow, Tennessee, April 2nd and 3rd, $80 entry fee for a two-day event. Uh, they're going to be offering food and drinks Saturday night at the check-in. $1.50 dress. You think you can handle that, Jay? Uh, yeah, let's, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, dollars better, but that works. <laughs> uh shout out to bioeno power pelican yak gadget torquedo douglas uh savior outdoors we got a, a bunch of sponsors jumping in on this event so it'll be uh it'll be good stuff um i see dustin must have just started his podcast because our background changed there a little bit <laughs> so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have to change that um boom so uh yeah thank you uh uh, to Richard in Eastport Marina for, uh, you know, letting us host this event. We do this every year. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Um, we got folks coming in from all across the country, like West Virginia, California. Uh, I believe the Georgia boys are coming back up. So going to be a good time. Also, you get signed up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing. Um, you can go to the Fantasizer link we just posted in the uh, – show notes or you can go to paddlingfin.com just go to fantasy fishing get signed up first quarter's almost over but it's not too late to sign up because there's overall winner for the whole season and uh it's gonna be a good time man good time nicholas beltran's in the chat dropping the emojis already mr frankie profilone uh sup slayers uh we did a podcast with him last weekend man i, I was like oh it'll be like an hour yeah. two and a half hours bro Damn, you guys were like Rogan style in there? Uh, we definitely did Rogan style. <laughs> Mr. Frankie got uh, got some folks fired up. I'm not going to say who, but... Uh, That's yeah. great. Yeah, it was uh, it was good stuff. Good conversation like Frankie, man. He's a good dude. Uh, last but not least, before we uh, get to Man of the Hour, um, I'm dropping <clears throat> a link in here. If you guys can help my man River Wolf out, he's part of the new canoe team huge part of the kayak fishing community down in the southeast um you know update with him he did get transferred to duke university uh he's waiting on a double lung transplant he's got a wife three kids if you guys can donate a dollar five dollars say a prayer send some good thoughts to his family uh goes a long way but if you guys can uh, check that link out and help out that'd be awesome so i think that's it did i miss anything jay no, I don't I think, think so. Good. All right. All right. Let's get the kid in here, man. Is he ready? You ready? Shake your head. He's shaking his head. <laughs> What's up, brother? How you been, man? Good. How are you guys doing? Good, dude. Good. It's uh it's good to see you again. And uh looking forward to chatting with you tonight, brother. Yeah, for sure. I'm super excited. Appreciate you guys having me on here tonight. Absolutely, dude. Uh so you know, it, it's funny. I just spent the past two weekends in Indiana for the Indiana Boat Travel and Sports Show. I've been like on this high talking about how great the Indiana kayak fishing community is. And and not only how great it is, but how many young guys like yourself are involved in kayak fishing. And it just shows that the sport is growing. We're bringing new faces into the sport and stuff like that, man. And it's uh, it's a good thing, good thing to see. And uh, appreciate you jumping on tonight. So, 
why don't you give uh, the folks at home a little background on you, how you got into kayak fishing. We'll do a little recap on that, and then we'll jump into some good stuff, man. Yeah, so uh, I'm 18, uh, from Indiana, uh, just south of Indianapolis here, and uh, I got into kayak fishing uh, through a couple buddies back in, I want to say I was maybe in seventh or eighth grade. Um, uh, fishing's always kind of been a part of my life, and uh, once I got to that age, I really wanted to well, I heard about some tournaments uh, through my local club here at school uh, that was ran. And I wanted to get a boat at first because I really didn't ever hear or know about kayak fishing to begin with. And uh, had a couple buddies that, you know, just had some kayaks and they showed me, you know, around them and everything. And they actually took me out and I realized how much fun it was and, um, you know, how much more affordable it is, especially starting out. And, um, you know, that's kind of how I got into it. Heard about one of my local trails, um, Indiana kayak anglers here and started fishing those. And it kind of just went from there. Um, and I've had a lot of fun since I've started. So that's kind of how I got into kayak fishing. And like I said, the state of Indiana, it's, it's just been so much fun here. So. No, it's cool, man. Like they got a huge scene and what's, what's cool about Indiana too. Uh, we were talking about it this weekend is how, all the different clubs and organizations work together. You know what I mean? They're trying not to schedule events on top of each other and, and make it like an equal opportunity for all the anglers in the state, which is cool. Right. And I mean, some, some of those young guns have now graduated on. Some of them are fishing college bass teams and things like that. So, I mean, you're, you're the only one that's really left, right? Yeah, there's me and, you know, a couple more, but yeah, it's definitely getting less and less. People are leaving, you know, making different decisions, stuff like that. So, so do you feel like the pressure's on since you're the young guy, you got to step up and show these old men like how to fish or what? Uh, no, I actually wouldn't <laughs> say that. I would just say, uh, I just want to be a good representation of the sport. Like I want to be a good representative, uh, to the state of Indiana and whenever I travel, like, I mean, I want to set a good example on younger anglers for sure, um, being that I've done it for a decent amount of time now. And I just want to see the sport continue to grow. I mean, I love it. And uh, seeing more and more, you know, younger people get into the sport, you know, kind of like I did is just incredible. So, no, that's huge, dude. Um, you're already far ahead of probably half the kayak fishing community with that comment right there, dude. I mean, it's it's great to see, like, because you're doing uh you're working at a kayak shop right or or is it a bait and tackle shop um so i'm part um it's through the hobie fishing team uh dry okay. dock marine center and they are my dealer um but i've done some shows with them and they're still doing some shows so i definitely i'm working close with them uh with hobie and along with honey creek tackle down uh in my hometown and i've been with them forever and they're they're kind of just my tackle shop here um, they support me and, uh, it's just incredible. That's awesome, dude. I'm dropping the link for, uh, Honey Creek Tackle in the chat right now for you guys. If you want to check them out, if you're in Indiana and, uh, you're in the market for a kayak and, uh, or, or some tackle, right? You got, you got some Q pews there too. It looks like. Oh, now you got Jay excited. Dude, they're, you should look at their site. that like this. The only thing you see. There, I see more of those than I do kayaks. <laughs> hey, 
Yep. You got to have something to back it up when it's not kayak season, right. right? See a nice mini 14 on that wall, too. <laughs> All right, Jay. Focus. Sorry. Focus. Sorry. Kayak, kayak fish. Right fish. Kayak fish. Fish kayak. No pew pew. <laughs> well, you made a switch, man. You made a huge switch. The last time we talked to you, you were you were in an old town, and uh, you kind of jumped over to a Hobie. So what, what kind of led you to that decision, man? Uh, yeah, so I fished uh, out of an old town for ever, actually ever since I started. Um, and uh, this past season, um, I kind of just wanted to make a change, see what's best for me. Um, but yeah, I was very fortunate to actually have the opportunity to join the Hobie Fishing Team and Dry Dock Marine Center. Um, but uh, the Hobie Pro Angler 14 is obviously one of the more well-known kayaks out there. And I just really liked the layout for me. Uh, there are some things that I really liked and that's why I made the switch. But I will say uh, my experience um, on the Hobie fishing team so far has just been absolutely incredible and with dry dock marine as well. Um, but I just really liked the layout, um, being able to have a motor still and have pedals as well for certain situations. That was a big key for me. And that's one of the main reasons why I switched. Well, and you're doing something a little different when it comes to motors too. You know, uh, most most guys that are running Hobies with a motor, they're running a Torquedo in the back. But you actually bow mounted an XI three on that son of a gun, which is awesome, dude. Like, how are you yeah, liking that uh, so far? I mean, I wanted I wanted to still have the ability to have spot lock. Um, when I fished with Old Town, I was uh, had spot lock through the Minkota. And fishing with that for two years, uh, it's almost like I, I couldn't leave it, I guess you could mm. say. Uh, I got so used to it. And uh, so many situations I use spot lock and uh, use the motor uh, to make longer runs and stuff like that. So, yeah, so far I um, have loved the XI3. I'm super blessed to be able to have that bow mounted on my Pro Angler 14 from Hobie. Nice, nice, nice. I, so are you fishing a lot of offshore stuff or? Uh, yeah. So I really actually don't fish too much offshore. Um, but I do at certain times. Um, and so to have spotlight, I mean, obviously, um, I'm assuming that's why you're asking this most offshore guys really, um, use spotlock and, uh, but really I just use spotlock in a lot of situations still shallow too. Like let's say in a tournament, like whenever I catch one, I just hit spotlock that way I can focus on submitting, you know, my fish or whatnot. Um, or, you know, just anytime I'm fishing shallow and, you know, I'm fishing like a windblown bank or something, just having spot lock is so key um, to me, you know, just to be able to fish, you know, be hands-free fully. It's uh, the way spot lock works is incredible. So, uh, but no, I'm, I'm more of a shallow water guy, uh, but I do fish offshore some. So. Well, we were talking about that this past weekend down at the, sh uh, the show, you know, uh, I think it was Gibson, Matt Gibson, shout out to Matty, was talking about, uh, he's like, man, I never thought about it, but he's like, I think he was fishing in an Indiana tournament there, and he was on a dock bite, and he's like, I pulled up to a dock, I hit spot lock, and I could pick that dock apart, and then I moved to the next one, spot lock that, pick it apart, and then, you know, just keep moving on down the line, and he's like, I never thought I would utilize spot lock in shallow water like that. And he's like, it was pretty cool uh, to utilize it that way. Right. I do that a lot too. I, I'm a big dock fisherman myself. 
um, especially being from Indiana and up here, like you go north to like, there's a lot of lakes that are just all docks, you know, all around the lake um, and all the channels and stuff. So I do utilize that too. It's nice to be able to pick apart something, you know, or if there's a little area, you know, little areas that you're fishing and they're grouped up or something, you just hit spot lock and you're be you're able to be focused, um, which is what I like. So, but I like to also, you know, being a tournament fisherman that uh, fishes some, you know, not nationally all the time, but traveling a little bit, I like to be prepared for any situation. So, sure. No, it makes sense, man. I got to play with a spot lock on a boat last year quite a bit. And, you know, we were fishing a bunch of um, sunken brush in the center of a lake. And it was just nice to come pull up to that brush pile. You'd see it on the graph and then just hit to all sides of it, you know, then move on right. to the next one and so on and so forth. It, it, it's kind of cool. It's huge. Like I've, I was having conversations today with a few friends of mine about actually getting an XI3 with spot lock and, and that way I could choose either or, because right now I'm running Newport vessels. Okay. I love the motor, but like I ran into that instance fishing the Florida event in January where like the wind kicked up and I couldn't stay in my spot. Like I tried to finesse the throttle. I was doing more, you know, shifting around and fiddling with throttle and steering than I was actually fishing. And I'm like, this is just dumb. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So I was kind right. of forced off the spot that I had found fishing, whereas like I've been thinking about that ever since. Like I could really use that spot lock in certain it's, scenarios. It's so effective. Like I could, I mean, just one example, like the 2020 uh, KBF National Championship was on Lake Gunnersville. Right. And as many of you guys may know, any lake on the Tennessee River, really, once the wind picks up even just a little amount, um, it really can get going on Gunnersville or any of those lakes. And uh, all three days of that tournament, I sat on the main river and fished a, a eelgrass splat in seven to eight foot of water all three days. And I sat on spot lock for probably all eight hours. So nice. Um, and the wind was blowing, you know, 12 to 15, which doesn't seem like a ton, but 
on Gunnersville or any of those lakes, like at a consistent rate, it can get going. So, yeah. um, you know, it's just so nice to be able to sit there and not worry about it really. It'll get, it'll get set up for you and then you can just focus on fishing. So that's oh, what that's I really cool. like about it. You're a shallow water guy, man. What's your go-to? What are you, what are you pulling out and tying on, man? Yeah. Uh, it kind of just depends on the situation, conditions, stuff like that. I'm a huge finesse fisherman. Uh, I'm throwing, I throw a wacky rig Senko a ton, uh, maybe almost too much, but, uh, <laughs> uh, when the wind gets really going, I'll switch to a Nico rig or a four inch stupid tube. Nice. Nice. Jackhammer nice. as well. We got naughty fish Martinez in the house. He says, what's up PNF? Brennan is a beast. <laughs> That's right. He is beast mode. Ciao. You're very humble though. You don't look like a beast, you, like at night. <laughs> I don't think so. Like turn into the Incredible Hawk, or <laughs> yeah, just messing goes, with you, bro. Yeah, just messing with you. <laughs> He's like, better watch out. Better watch out. Um, <laughs> one question I thought of that I wanted to ask you tonight, man, because you you're a young angler, but you've you've been around the sport, and you fish some national events, you fish some local club events. You, you've kind of seen the scene overall. So if there was one thing you could change in like the kayak fishing tournament world, what would it be? Oh man, that's a good question. I know, uh, that's why I asked it. Like tournaments <laughs> or just the industry overall? That one's got me tricked up a little bit. All right. So we'll, we'll go tournaments and then we'll go to the industry. So if there's one thing you could change in the tournaments, like, like it could be as simple as, later start times because brennan likes to sleep in or it could be like a complete rule change whatever man tournament specifically yeah um i mean just based off my experience uh you know tournaments have always been you know i'm fishing uh for example like kbf and ika are really the two trails i fish ika is local and kbf's obviously all across the country uh everything's always been ran pretty smoothly um but i would say that's funny i I almost wish some tournaments could be later because I do <laughs> like to sleep in. Like, I'm just going to be completely honest, but uh, typically I, I'm a morning guy too. So when I fish, like I typically uh, try to get a limit real quick and it seems to always be early. Um, and throughout the day, it just always gets tougher uh, for me. Um, but man, it's so far, like, it's hard for me to say, you know, stuff being changed in the tournament scene. Cause they've always really been ran super smoothly. Yeah. Right. On. Um, right. honestly, the only thing I would say, uh, is there's very little tournaments, but there's some tournaments that only have one ramp that you can launch at. Mm -hmm. Obviously most are any public ramp. Sure. Those, those tournaments, um, they're always smooth ran, but, um, I just wish every tournament was all ramps, public ramps. And sure. there was a certain reason why there wouldn't be because uh, it's tough when there's 40 or 50 guys launching at one ramp. That's really the only thing I could think of, to be honest. I agree with that, man. It's uh, I've been to a few of those tournaments where everybody's got to launch from one spot and it can get hectic in the morning with the ramp and like, you know, it, unless you're the first guy there, it, it could be a pain, you know, you're in this line, you know, guys are trying to unload their gear plus their boats. Then you got right. boaters coming to the ramp too, getting all hot and bothered, you know, like 
I could see that just saving a little headache. That's a good answer, man. I like that. I like that a lot. But all right. So I was going to say, I like the sleeping in one. I know. I was going to say, you, Jay's uh, writing up a petition right now for you guys to uh, put in motion, like starting after 9 a.m. Jay Jay does not like to get up early. Well, I mean, think about it too, like how those turns would be run. I mean, you'd be like starting after like a key part of the day. You know, into like one of the hardest part of the days to fish, into like the evening. So I mean, it's kind of the same thing, but it's just a different, you know, uh, uh, I guess it just like I don't know, different time. Of course, <laughs> I don't know what to call it, but it would be interesting just to see how that would roll out. Man, uh, touching up on that sleep thing too, and and people that know me know this. Um, <laughs> the for the paddle and fin, this has only happened twice. For your guys' event, I, I practiced two days on that uh, for the cold water event. Yep. And day one of practice, I woke up at like 1130 in the morning. I had alarms set for like 5, 6 a.m. <laughs> and then I had one day of practice for the IKA <coughs> state championship this year. I woke up at 1 o'clock. Nice. So nice. I, I oversleep a lot. And uh, so that's, that's just one thing. But obviously – uh you know tournaments have always started early and that's not going to change and that's fine but yeah, for us sleep much. guys that like to get our sleep it can be tough yeah i always thought it'd be cool to have like an afternoon evening tournament and i think there's a club down in tennessee that does that like like a weeknight tournament or something it's all kayak fishing mm-hmm. and i forget what time they go till like nine o'clock ten o'clock something like that but i mean it it, it would be cool especially like early summer when that that top water bite's starting to fire up you know like that evening a lot of fun yeah like launch like one two o'clock go till like eight nine something like that that would be a a cool little tournament to do for sure yeah i mean the bass boat side of things does like you know here in indiana on guys reservoir there's the tuesday nighters yeah um big boat tournaments and i fish those quite often and those are a lot of fun there's like five to eight o'clock in the summer um it'd be awesome like you said it'd be awesome for some kayak series to do that every once in a while it'd be a lot of fun there you go man just found your niche that's your million dollar idea yeah <laughs> brennan's like i ain't making a million bucks on that <laughs> but no it'd be cool man I, i've always thought about that doing like a uh well there's a club uh a little thing that started in wisconsin last year and i think it was it was every Monday or Tuesday night. I think it was Monday night. They would do an evening event. I think you launch at five and off the water by eight or nine. Best okay. five fish, all CPR, you know, catch photo release on Tourney X, I think it was. Are you talking about on the chain? Yeah, it was on the Madison chain. So, they, you know, they did it on the Madison chain every, like I said, I think it was Monday night. But I yeah, think they're I switching it this year. But I'd like to see more of that. That'd be cool, man. So, very cool, man. Um, so, you mentioned, like, changing something in the industry. So, let's go there. What would you change in the kayak fishing industry? Um, I would say, I know it seems like there's a lot. I would say more and more shows annually. So, like, the indie show, um, I just wish there'd be more, like, annually and um obviously the indie show happens every year uh but i would like to see like maybe there's a few but 
some like the indie show, but just like a kayak show. You know what I mean? Um, maybe something like that I would like to see. So something in indie where it's almost just as big as the indie show, just all kayak companies kind of all, um, you know, join up and do a big show. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cool the way that indie show is laid out because obviously like moving out, moving water outfitters is uh, probably one of the bigger kayak shops in Indiana, right? And they have right. it where like Bonafide Native comes and sets up a booth, Wilderness Ill Systems, Old Town, New Canoe. Like that's why I was there. I was there in the New Canoe booth. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool to what they're doing. And then they got like a big demo pool in the center. Um, and what was cool that they added this year is they had a bunch of speakers talking about, like, I did a couple uh, seminars on Kayak Fishing 101. Uh, Josh Sharenko talked about uh, chasing smallmouth out of a kayak. And uh, Matt Gibson was doing stuff on tube fishing. Uh, Cole Ritter uh, from GRBY was doing uh, tournament fishing 101 out of a kayak. Like, I think that stuff is cool because it brings attention to the sport, right? It educates a lot of new people that want to get into it. Um, and not only that, but like, you can ask questions. Like I had a lot of folks come up to me after those seminars and they were like, just drilling me with questions. One dude had a notepad and I was like, this is awesome. And he's like, what? I'm kind of a geek and I'm writing down notes. And I'm like, no, (laughs) like, it's good that you're writing that stuff down. You know, so you can go back and look at it like you're trying to learn, which is great. And it's 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 encouraging for me because I feel like my time is well used by you learning something from this. Like you're going to go out, have a better time on the water, man. I can completely relate to that because like especially in the Midwest, right, we have this show season between like January and beginning of March and then it's nothing. Um, whereas if we had more of that around the country year round, I think it'd be, uh, it'd be a good thing for sure. Yeah. I mean, those shows bring a lot of attention. Um, it'd be awesome. And I, I think you, you kind of already elaborated over it, but doing it like maybe like even in the summer, um, or just yeah. something like that, maybe not as big, but still having that opportunity to go and just talk, talking. Um, I've realized talking to different people and hearing the, their own perspectives, you, you always learn something new. So. I mean, it's one of those things you always uh, try to learn something new every time you're out on the water, right? And uh, it's uh, it's a good thing. And, I mean, have you ever thought about approaching your local kayak shop and saying, hey, man, could we, like, host, like, a, a kayak fishing 101 thing or something like that? I yeah, know we've done, it's funny. we've done that up here. It's, it's funny you said that. So... Uh, dry dock uh, actually this weekend we're having an open house um oh, at nice. the shop dry dock marine center we're in uh angola indiana so right around the cold water area um they're right off lake james and i-69 here but uh they do uh they actually do on lake james they do um i'd say maybe you know once twice a month do a demo day um where uh, you can meet up uh, it's it's called bloodsoe's beach on lake james um, and uh, they can have anyone come out, have a bunch of Hobies set up, and you can demo them. Um, and they also do one-on-ones. So they do a lot of that stuff, actually. Not necessarily shows, uh, but still do on-the-water demos, which I also know uh, Moving Water Outfitters does that. And I'm sure some other shops do as well. Sure. Um, but, yeah, 
uh, my local um, dry dock, my Hobie dealer, they do do a lot of those demo days and stuff like that throughout the year, which is awesome. Nice. Nice. That's how we found Jay Randall. Was at a, a demo day. Very true. <laughs> Back when Jay used to participate in those types of things. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, we got Cam Steele in the house. He says, what's up, gents? Luke Barrett says, Brennan is a beast. Everybody's calling you a beast, man. What's up? You, you got some hiding? Super, superhuman powers, bro? But, yeah. uh, well, what's uh, you thinking for 2022, man? What's your schedule going to look like? Yeah, so I'm kind of, I'm getting around to it a little late. I've been um, a little bit busy this offseason, you know, switching kayaks, stuff like that. Just getting everything ready. Uh, but in terms of my schedule, uh, pretty similar to every year. Uh, I'm always going to be fishing the IK uh, Trail Series or series here in Indiana. Um, it's absolutely phenomenal. Every single year, it's well ran. Um, so I'll be fishing that this year. Um, and then the KBF Trail Series. Um, not every event. I'm going to try to do a few of those this year. And, um, of course, the National Championship this year as well. So. Uh, really, I'm, I haven't gotten a dialed-in schedule yet. Uh, I know I'm going to be staying in-state a lot this year, uh, but whenever I'm free and once I graduate high school, uh, I definitely plan on uh, hopping in a couple or a few trail events this year for KBF. I know um, I'm really eyeing uh, the one out of Toledo, Ohio on uh, Lake Erie, uh, that one, and um some other, you know, series from different states. I know um, a series from Ohio is doing one on East West Harbors this year. I should be doing that one as well. I really, I, I fished the East West Harbors Trail Series last year, and uh, that place is awesome. So, yeah, that it seems like that event always uh, draws a big crowd and puts up big limits. Yeah, I plan on like every year. I just try to. I always have IKA and in-state events um, on the schedule. And then uh, whenever I'm free this year, I'll definitely be fishing some nationally as well. Nice. Aaron Steiger in the house. See you at those, buddy, he says. So, spreadsheet awesome. Steiger. Spreadsheet <laughs> Steiger. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you're doing well, buddy. Miss you, man. Uh, I just dropped the for uh, IKA in the chat, and I'll uh, – I'll drop the uh, the link for uh, KBF uh, schedule as well. Um, sorry, looking this up. My uh, my Jamie, you know, like Joe Rogan has that Jamie guy. Look up all his stuff. That's what Jay's supposed to be doing. He's he's failing me right now. Sorry, guys. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm just a failure. Oh man, so we're getting by though. We're we're making it work. We're making Thank it work. God for the boss. <laughs> uh, got it. I got it. I found it. So what else, man? What what else are you looking forward to twenty twenty two wise, man? Other than getting out on the water, you know, chasing some tournaments. Are you going to be doing any destinations? Doing some fun fishing somewhere that like maybe have been a has been a bucket list for you. Yeah, um, of course, I'm always trying to be on the water. So whenever I'm not fishing a tournament, um, I definitely look forward to uh, fun fishing this year. Uh, I plan on going back to Gunnersville a few times this year. 
Uh, I've always loved Gunnersville. Um, my first time there was the national championship uh, in 2020, and I was fortunate to do well. And uh, I just have always liked it there. It's an awesome fishery, and it has a lot to offer. Uh, so I plan on going to Gunnersville a few times. Um, I forgot to mention, uh, Dale Hollow has actually been on my bucket list for a while. And uh, you guys, obviously, you guys are throwing an event there. Um, so I would love to. I'm definitely considering that. And um, really just uh, working close with my Hobie dealer doing their demo days this year. I just love uh, getting new people in the kayaks and uh, seeing this industry grow. So I definitely plan on probably going to Gunnersville, uh, Kentucky Lake. I have never been to in the national championships there this year. So nice. I'm definitely going to try to go down there a few times. And it's not crazy far from my house. So sure. I could be there a few times this year before practice for that event. We got uh, Brian Noah in the house. He says, are you planning on coming down to fish uh, southern Indiana to uh, fish bluegrass? Yes. So uh, uh, bluegrass is down southern Indiana, um, and I've been there a few times. It's an awesome fishery. It's, uh, I think bluegrass has a bunch of, like, I guess there were old pits or something. I don't know. And then bluegrass is the lake down there. Um, and I actually want to go down there in a week or two. There's a... A bunch of guys in southern Indiana, and they're always catching them there. Uh, and they put up huge limits. I think the first time I went there, like, without practice, I had, like, 86, 87. Like, it's the, – those pits out there are crazy. So, I definitely plan on going down there quite a bit this year if I have time. Yeah, that was uh, something I heard quite a bit about uh, these past two weekends down in Indiana. All the guys talking about bluegrass fish and wildlife area and – I think yes. you're right. It, it's old strip mines, uh, kind of like your old club there, Jay. My old club. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's, that, that, those areas are really unique, you know, like kind of like the Finger Lakes and the abnormal drop-offs and, you know, might be if a I can remember right, uh, in 2020, I went there and there's like the main like bluegrass pit. <clears throat> is what they call it or something, but there's a yep. bunch of other public pits that you can fish. And there was like a little tournament thrown together down there and I went and fished it and I fished the main pit and I caught one or I caught a couple. I didn't do that well. And, um, I just went to a little pit. It was called a ring neck and I caught the heck out of them. Like never been there. Little, it looked like a pond, like, but it was public and you could fish it. So. Yeah, I see bluegrass pit, teal, green wing, widgeon, puddler. I mean, these are all like, <laughs> oh, ring neck is down here. Yeah, yeah, that's where I was at. I, I caught the heck out of them. Like, there's a ton. They always put up big bags there. Nice. So that one is really, really long. <laughs> it's yeah. such an odd shape. Yeah, it looks pretty sweet, man. But I've I've heard, like you said, man, guys just putting up giant limits there. I think they're catching them there right now. I'm pretty sure. I don't know who's who's put up a bigger bag yet or anything, but I know I know they're catching them there. Are those, and, is this uh, pretty deep over there? Uh, I I don't have too much experience there. When I was the the ringneck pit, I actually went back to um, again and I grafted a little bit. Hmm. Uh, I was fishing nine foot of water, um, and I think that was about as deep as that pit got. I think bluegrass, the main pit, gets a lot deeper than that. Um, but the pit I was on, ringneck, like, I was fishing, like, eight, nine-foot water. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, because I know with the strip mines, it's hard to tell. Just depends how deep they went in spots. 
Right. I'm looking it up to see how far it is. That that place is crazy. It does not seem like you're in Indiana. There's huge fish there. Uh, yeah, I've heard that. Like it's just uh it's kind of wild. I'm man. pretty sure I'm pretty sure like on an average tournament there, it takes every bit of like high nineties to into the hundreds to win. Crazy dude. Well, that's yeah. something too, right? Like we were talking about it as well. Um, you know, when people think of Indiana, they think of like cornfields kind of like they do with Illinois, you know, like right. you guys got good fishing there. Like what, did, what? you know, <laughs> and, uh, Indiana, man, like not only like largemouth fisheries, like we're talking about bluegrass, but like some of the river smallmouth that are caught out there, ridiculously huge, man. Yeah. I mean, are, do you do you fish fish the rivers around Indy? Indy, like like uh, what is it? The White and then uh, Tippecanoe. Like you ever fishing that stuff? Yeah. Um, so the White River um, actually runs through uh, my hometown okay uh, i typically fish north of indy um and that's where all the indiana kayaking where they have an event there every year um i am not the best river fisherman um i started getting knowing the white river better last year uh we had our tournament there last year i did okay i had a limit um i don't fish it enough i'd like to fish it more this year um being that it's so close to home um but the white river puts up massive bags like it was weird that the area i was in last year um i did have a limit it was all largemouth i was in an area where it was all largemouth but when the guys okay. catch smallmouth there like they have like high 80s low 90s yeah right right and the tippecanoe oh. i think is the same way um i think last time i fished it was ik had an event there in 2019 i had a limit for like high 70s but i think what won that tournament or i can't remember i think it took you know high 80s i think that's what the that river holds them too so yeah i know uh the the event we held held there last year on the tip of canoe uh i want to say it was like 90 some inches uh I'm yeah looking it up real quick but yeah it's uh it's crazy like how big some of those uh smallmouth get up that way yeah it's the white river is very um underrated i guess if guys don't know about it um but yeah it's crazy like, there's always 20 inch smallmouth caught like tons of them throughout our events so i take it back jackson jackson won that event with 88 and a half and he had a 19 and a half a 19 a 17 and three quarter a 17 and a 15 and a quarter Matt Gibson put up a 20 and a half, a 19 and three quarter, 17 and three quarter, and a 15 and a quarter. He didn't get his fifth fish. Otherwise, he might have caught old Jackson, you know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, there was uh, quite a few, like, 19s. You know, that, that 20 and a half was just a beast. Uh, I'll pull this up here. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy 
with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But just beautiful fish, man. So, so you you're like you would pretty much consider yourself more of a, a lake guy. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I've just I've never just um, been too confident on the rivers. I've never caught them crazy good. Uh, I want to get out there more this year and fish our local rivers. Uh, but I'm definitely more of a reservoir lake kind of guy for sure. Okay. All right. All right. All you need is a Ned rig and a whopper plopper and you're good. <laughs> yeah. It's well, it's crazy. Our um I don't know if you guys have heard of him. Aiden Darlington from Indiana. Oh yeah. He, Mr. He Ned Rig himself. it in IK on a Ned Rig. He, oh yeah. A Dude, Ned I rig, mean he's always catching them. You literally could just take that though, like you just take one of those the whole trip. Well, take a few because you're probably gonna lose a couple. But then there you go. I mean, you could bring right. the whole kitchen sink, dude, and you're still just using one Ned rig. Do you think he's really lying to you guys though, where he's like, Yeah, I was just throwing a Ned rig, but really he was like throwing yeah. a big like glide bait or something? I I don't think so. I'm I'm fortunate <laughs> enough to be pretty good buddies with him. Um and of course he's on the Hobie team with me. Sure. Um and I he's we fished together a couple times and he only threw a Ned rig. <laughs> so and, and he caught him too. So I've heard that about him, man. He's uh he's the king of the Ned. Yeah, he's catching them. Every there's there's never a tournament where he ain't catching them. He catches them every single tournament pretty much. On well, he's, he's the one that won AOI for like three or four years in a row, right? With IKA. Yeah, I think he was four straight years. Last year he didn't do it. He was in college and I heard he got a girlfriend or something. <laughs> so that kind of threw him he off. Still, a he bit. still did well. Uh, I think he finished second in AOI. Yeah, second, right? Yeah. yeah, and Jackson won last year, right? Yes. Okay. Right on. Yeah, see? Yeah. Learn your so lesson, what, Brennan. Stay away not, from the girls. I was going to say, what are we learning right now, dude? <laughs> as soon as you start mixing the chicks in, dude, that's it. It's over with. Everything you got the rest of your down. life in front of you. That's right. Take your I'm time. I'm a fishing legend. Plenty of time for chicks. <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. I will I will say, though, our, our reservoirs in Indiana, too, are very underrated. Like Monroe, here well, Patoka, like there's monster bags, and like in the big boat tournaments, it takes over twenty pounds to win almost every week. So, on well, Geist Geist Reservoir too, right? That's a good mm-hmm. one. I know I fished that. I struggled. Like I saw a ton of fish. That was for that turkey bowl that one year. I saw a ton yeah. of fish, just couldn't get them to bite. It was a weird time. That of time year. of year, it, it gets tougher. Um, but like during you know late spring all the way into fall, like. I fished a lot of those Tuesday nighters out there, and it always takes like 17, 18 pounds every week. So that's crazy for a three hour tournament. Yeah. 18 pounds. Nuts. That is crazy, man. That is crazy. 
Well, man, we're we're kind of winding down, man. Anything else you want to shout out there? You know, let the good people know about. Yeah, I mean, I would just like to thank you guys for having me on tonight, and um, I look forward to this year. I, I want to thank all my friends and uh, family, and of course my sponsors, uh, the Hobie Fishing Team. It's been phenomenal with them, and I absolutely love my Hobie Pro Angler. Um, and in conjunction with them, Dry Dock Marine Center out of Angola, Indiana. Uh, they've been incredible for me and, um, it's been awesome so far. And then, um, Mr. Twister fishing, they've been with me for a while and, uh, Honey Creek tackle as well. Uh, those, the sponsors, they're all awesome. And, um, I'm super blessed to have them. Um, but yeah, just want to thank you guys. Uh, I remembered last year's podcast and this year has been, it's always a lot of fun to get on here. So <laughs> you guys are man, awesome. For sure, man. For sure. Anytime, brother, you're always welcome back, dude. We, uh, we definitely like we talked about it at the beginning, man. We uh, we love talking to the young guys. You're obviously doing things right. You have a lot of respect from us, man, uh, in the way you approach the sport and and all that good stuff. It's uh, it's refreshing to me to see see a man your age, you know, doing things right and and representing things well. Um, so kudos to you, dude. Kudos to that. mom and dad for raising you right. You can tell them I said that. Gets you some brownie points, you know. Yeah, way, I, I, I cannot thank them enough, though, too. And they've been <laughs> supporters since. They've supported me in everything. I, I always played sports and stuff. And when I switched to this, uh, they've, they've supported me. So I, I cannot thank them enough. So, Well, I think last podcast we talked about that. Like your, your dad used to drive you to a bunch of the events, right? Yeah, he, he took me everywhere. And, uh, you know, he would you know, wake up super early, like three, four in the morning, take me, you know, he drove me everywhere. My first, probably, I want to say two and a half years, I didn't have my license. Hmm. And, uh, he was actually when, I don't know if you remember the KBF national championship on Gunnersville got, uh, postponed or to the fall. Um, but in that spring I didn't have my license. He was going to drive me all the way down there too. So yeah. Nice. Shout out to pops, man. That's huge. Yeah, he, I know it, it was the same thing with with Jackson. Uh, what's his face? Um, Illinois kid, Dylan Fuqua. Mm -hmm. You know, like it. It's it's awesome. Like if your kid is interested in getting into kayak fishing and do that competitive edge, man. Look look what it's done for Brennan. It's it's an awesome mm -hmm. thing. So if you're a dad out there listening, your kids all over you to get you take you know take them uh to some of these kayak events man it's uh it's a beautiful thing and the the kayak fishing community is an awesome place so yeah I like, awesome I would, man i'm hoping more and more young guys get out and get into this industry and, it, and if i had one thing to tell them i would just say don't be afraid to, i remember when i started i uh i was always kind of nervous sure because uh, in the high school but big boat series it's it's your age and i was always nervous because i was fishing against like guys like you guys and stuff and uh, I just I would just tell him, you know, do not be afraid to get into it and chase your dreams and just have fun with it because I guarantee you, you'll love it. So, little did you know, we suck, and you guys actually knew what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> I know when he said that, I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, I just like to like listen to birds and stare at the sky. It's <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> Jay's type of fishing right there. I just want to chill. I just love being up. No, I like to catch big fish. Don't get me wrong, but. I don't know. You tournament guys are just a different breed. Yeah. Like, I just got, like, this gene that goes, nope. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, <laughs> kids probably got, what? Uh, well, you probably got, like, what, 
20 some years on him. Oh, at least. <laughs> like, yeah. When dude, you get to, when you get to Jay's age, yeah. you tend to slow down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Know, right. <laughs> some things just don't seem so important anymore. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like your socks. You know, different yeah. colors some days. Who cares? <laughs> Maybe it's oh, the punk rocker in me. I don't know. Oh, Jay. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm man. enjoying it every single minute of it. So yeah, no, take yeah. it all in, man. Yep. Take it all in and Enjoy run it, with dude. it. Yeah, yeah. Run Before with you know it, it. You're forty. So. You're forty, and uh, <laughs> you know you're fishing out of a big boat, and you're sponsored yeah. by all the big companies, dude. There Just keep go, doing dude. what you're doing. That's right. You know. But uh, Brendan, thank you t- uh, so much to uh, jump on here with us tonight, man. We greatly appreciate you and taking out the time to uh, sit down and chat with us and, you know, let us know what you're up to and look forward to seeing what you do this year, man. And, and for years to come, dude, it's, it's super awesome to see uh, how you've grown into the sport for sure. Yeah. I just, like I said, I appreciate you guys and um, thank you guys very much for having me on here. It's been a lot of fun and I look forward to maybe getting to see you guys this year sometime. I'm Dale sure hollow, bro. sometimes so. Dale hollow. Dale hollow. I'm going to get to that in the next couple of days. So I'm- Make it happen. Make it happen. All right, brother. Be good, man. We appreciate you. Thanks again for coming on, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon, man. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Take Thanks, Brian. Mr. Randall, final thoughts? Final thoughts. Well, good everyone, thought. Everyone have a, <laughs> everyone have a good week. Uh, looks like the soft water's coming back up here in the north. So get ready to start throwing some uh, big old swim baits. I can't wait, dude. I cannot <laughs> wait. I cannot wait. Like I see the ice melting, and I'm like, oh, yes, dude. I know. Finally, finally. I, but... know. I, was, I like the snow, but I'm not so sad to see it go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, good stuff, man. Everybody, get signed up uh, for the Dale Hollow event. Uh, the links are in the show notes. You guys can get signed up. Contact Eastport Marina. Get your your lodging squared away and uh we're here every thursday night seven central eight eastern five o'clock out on the west coast as always boys and girls mother's day is around the corner find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue nile from timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones blue nile has something she'll adore need it fast most items can ship overnight plus enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Tight lines. Smooth paddle. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Fin. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. 
Rocktown Adventures, your Midwest premier paddle sports destination. Go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery. Waypoint TV.